Hello everyone, welcome back to Voice of Adoptees. I'm here with our next guest, Kelsey. Kelsey's a good friend of mine. I've known her for about 10 years now. Uh, whether that's fortunate or not, she'll tell you. Uh, Kelsey, say hello and let's hear your story. Hello, how are you, David? <laughs> I'm good, how are you doing? I'm good. So let's All talk right. about your adoption story. I'll let you take it away. Sure, all right. So I'll kind of do a little introduction. Hi, my name is Kelsey. My birth name was, I'm, I'm sorry, I do not have a Russian accent. So this is gonna sound very bad, but it was Svetlana Patashkina. Um, I was born um, in St. Petersburg. I was born in 93 and then came to America in 1996. Um, so a, like kind of a, um, a general idea, Basically, I'm gonna just share my story. I'll try not to take up all the time, but so there are five siblings. Um, we are all half siblings. So basically, um, unfortunately my birth mom, um, her name was Tatiana. She was an alcoholic. As many of you know, those were very hard times in the nineties in Russia. Um, so basically, um as so let me see so with kind of my birth family it's actually a very interesting story but back in 2017 um i was very interested in my adoption and finding out who my siblings were um i was actually very surprised but at 18 my adoptive parents had handed me over my adoption papers which actually came with a lot um, so I was looking through them and on the papers, well, actually the one page, I was actually surprised, but it had all our names with our birth years. So I was actually very surprised, but my siblings were on those papers. So I was like, oh my gosh, like that's actually rare because most people say, oh, well, I can't find my siblings. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I've talked to people they are like, wait, how have you, you gotten your your siblings on the paper my mind's never done that and I was like I don't know if that was actually planned um if my birth mom wanted us to basically reunite and know who each who um know who we were to each other right um so I was like all right you know what um so I've known David a long time um and so david was like oh like here's the site vk and i was like okay cool so i checked it out i signed up i was like you know what it's basically the russian facebook i was like let me just give it a shot and type in my brother's name yep. um dennis patashkin so i typed in his name and i'm not gonna lie he did not look like me okay i was a little like this is weird <laughs> like all right you know what i'm gonna go with my gut and i'm just gonna type him a message so I wrote him a message explaining the whole story, um, saying, you know, my name is Svetlana Patashkina. I was adopted in 1996. Um, there are, I have one sister and three other brothers. And he wrote me back and he was like, this is exactly correct. I was like, wait a second, I actually got a response. And I was just like, whoa, wait a second. I was in shock to be honest. I was like, oh my gosh. So how, so, how old are you when you did this uh like uh, let's let's back up a little bit you did say that uh correct me if i'm wrong but you were handed the papers when you were 18. yes right? now was this just because you weren't curious until that age or did your parents not did your adoptive parents not want you to see this information 
So it's kind of because I think with me being 18, they were like, all right, I think she has more of an understanding of her adoption. I think, you know, a lot of times with adoption, it comes with so many questions. So, you know, all of a sudden I might go running back to them. Why'd you like, you know, start blaming them possibly? Well, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And then it just, sometimes it, I don't know. It depends on the situation. But for me, my parents were like, all right, well, we know that you understand your adoption fully now. Um, So they felt like basically that uh, they were like, all right, you know what? We feel comfortable with giving you the papers. Now, I have a follow-up question from that. Um, you talk about your parent, your adoptive parents said you're, that they're comfortable with you with this information now. Did you previously ask them growing up questions about your adoption, or did you know you were adopted growing up? So I did know, I sorry, I, did, I knew that I was adopted, but I was never curious until I got older about yep. i would actually say around 18 i wasn't yeah, you know that, that, that was the same with me i mean i i always knew i was adopted as well but just people ask me you know because i'd say you know oh, i waited till i was 18 and they automatically assume well is it because your parents didn't let you and i'm like no it's just i i, I could go into the safe take out the documents anytime and i did a few times growing up myself and my uh, adoptive mom did the best she could explain to me that the times are tough and you know even i still remember when i was a kid like really small i remember her telling me like it was really poor the country was going through you know bad times and you know to put it to like a seven-year-old six-year-old kid um you know your 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 mom over in russia was poor and she couldn't afford you and um luckily we were able to find you and bring you to our family and here you are today but um that's a really interesting that you waited to kind of the same time i did that's that's interesting yeah and then also it just i don't know like i know for some people like you said with being younger it's gonna leave you with a lot of questions that it just might open to different wounds as i'm gonna put it and then you just don't know how to process that when you're younger and so right. to me, when you kind of wait till you're older and you can understand, like you said, why we got put in the orphanage, to me, it's better. Um, so then I was more emotionally prepared to be able to handle the information because when my brother told me the story um, and who my birth mom was, it wasn't pretty. Now, so- but you mentioned that, you know, you're glad in some way that you waited until you were older to digest all this information right now yeah. looking back on it when you first heard all of this do you would you feel comfortable saying at 18 you handled it appropriately or were you still emotional of the results i assume probably still emotional if i'm i would say i was emotional because here's the thing by the time i was 18 um and then i was trying to you know i was like oh yes i got the information I can finally, you know, now I can find my birth family. I can see who my mom is because I really struggle with identity and knowing like, what does my birth mom look like? Do we have the same personality? Like, you know, and so pretty much I was, you know, very curious and stuff. But then when I found out when I was talking with my brother that she had passed away, I think that my mom, my adopted mom was like, how do you feel about that? And I said, I'm a 
bit sad because that does kind of, you know, I really wanted that chance to meet my birth mom where I know there are a lot of kids that have met their birth mom. And unfortunately I will not get that opportunity, um, which is, I mean, it's still hard to this day and everything, but look looking at the situation, it's for the better because she was not in a good place, unfortunately. Right. And that's, you know, your story's not any different than a lot of, you know, adoptees. So a lot of people that um, are going to listen to your story, they're going to be able to connect with you in that way. And that's what's really comforting to know that you're not alone. And that's why we have resources like this podcast, for example, to explore the emotions behind it and to connect as being adopted because being adopted, in my view, is special. And it's special on a lot of different uh, platforms, really. I mean, from an emotional level, in a psychological level, in the relationship between uh you know there's always that question in school that um people would dread get, writing an essay on you know do you get your traits from genetics or where you were raised and that's always a battle that goes back and forth but anyway to back to your story though so you were able to find these results um how did you go about obtaining this information let's talk about that so with vk as i said i wrote my right, brother right with vk um, yep yep so then he contacted me back then it got to my second oldest brother who ended up contacting me as well unfortunately um just a few years ago i lost him he ended up becoming an alcoholic and he passed away as well um but then so it's actually funny but with my half sister who i've been looking for for a long time um, two years ago, actually, it's really cool that there's 23 in me now. I'm telling you, it's so awesome. Because actually, she I had no idea, but she ended up doing it. And actually, our DNA matched. So it actually connected our DNA. So she wrote me on the 23 in me and was like, hey, is your name Svetlana Patashkina? And so then she also... This- this connection on 23andMe that you made with your half-sister, was she in Russia? No, she's in America because she got adopted to America. Oh, okay. I was going to say because that would have been impressive if 23andMe was in Russia. I, That's cool, though. Yeah. So, wow. So, she did. That's that's awesome. All right. Yeah. So continue. She, Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You are on a no, roll. No, you're good. So, she contacted me. She explained her story, basically saying that when I was born her and my yeah my brother my other half brother they were adopted together but they had gotten adopted right as i was born now again they were put in the orphanage due to the fact that um unfortunately my oldest brother dennis had to call the police on my mom um because she was basically abandoning abandoning the kids my grandmother was taking care of the kids and it was too much so um actually during my birth i was refused in the hospital um knowing that most likely if she had tried to keep me i would have been taken away in seconds um but my oldest brother dennis and then alexi the one unfortunately that passed away they stayed back in russia because they were older um so they were able to just you know i guess survive on their own and get their own place which i was i'm actually surprised but then dennis me no sorry eileen who was Olga and then Zane, who was Vyacheslav. That's a bit confusing. And then me, we, us three were adopted. 
due to my birth mom being the alcoholic and knowing that it was just too much um you know how russia was then it was just too much yeah yeah and unfortunately not a lot of conditions improved to uh, to an extent i mean it's gotten a lot better i mean we made progress uh, russia finally and i think 2012 2011 said beer's no longer a soda a soft drink anymore so they're, yeah. slo- they're slowly making progress but it's still pretty rough in uh, certain parts yeah um so once you got this information let's talk about how you shared this information with your adoptive parents and like what what extent did you share did you share everything did you go bits and pieces did you open up like at once let's talk about how you you know process this information and you know built up the courage to kind of share to your family and friends about this so or, for me or if, you, or if you held this information together for a while before you felt comfortable so for me because adoption is a big identity thing you got to realize when you're kind of missing that other half like we i don't know for me personally being adopted like and then when you see people that have you know like their biological parents but then you don't it it can be very painful um i know for me especially but um when i found out that i had found dennis and alexi i was so thrilled because in a way that brought some closure um here i've been looking for a long time and i've been curious so i immediately told my parents they actually were very excited for me Um, They thought that was really exciting and they really were like, oh, you like, you got to talk more. And like, they were just very like, um, basically wanted me to just like share what has been happening and um, share my story. And like what they asked me so many questions and they were like, what happened with your birth mom and your siblings? And, you know, they found it to be very interesting. And same with my friends. I definitely have friends um when i shared like my my story on facebook i mean people were just so thrilled they were writing me this is so exciting i know that this this is something huge for you which it was yeah now well without a doubt i mean it's always a big step and it's funny because um you can tell me if this happened to you growing up or not but i've spoken to quite a bit of adoptees and it turns out as we get older and like through our childhood years it seems like the majority again i'm just this isn't a fact this is just my opinion speaking but it seems like the majority of a lot of the adoptees growing up are like you know yeah i'm adopted but it's not a big deal and it's our friends that really took more of an interest in it than we did because at least from a personal experience like my 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 friends loved the fact that i was from russia i remember like it was yesterday i was driving in a car with two of them and out of the blue a good friend of mine named Corey, he just asked me he's like yo dave straight up if the u.s and russia got in a war would you fight for russia or would you fight for the u.s <laughs> and i'm like um like where's this coming from i'm like about well, america of course but anyway but i don't know did so back to you because this is all about you <laughs> all about kelsey 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 so um when you told your family you told your adoptive parents you kept them up to date with everything um at what point did you kind of stop sharing information to them or did you ever stop or do you still to this day like to talk about it or 
has your interest changed over the years? Like, let's talk about the progression, because usually there's that, you know, you find that connection. Everyone gets excited. You have those glory years, you know, and then it kind of just, you know, sometimes it fades away. Sometimes you lose contact for a couple years. But let's talk about kind of like how the let's talk about the like the flow of um, your relationship with your um, Russian relatives a little bit. It's actually very interesting, but when I first met, you know, when I first met Dennis online and all that, it was really neat, but Russian people can actually be very nice. Everyone's like, oh, they're so mean. I'm like, uh-uh, they, not they, Russian it, family. They just, they just don't under, yeah, the big difference is Russians uh, think it's weird that Americans on the streets smile at each other because in Russia, yep. when you smile at someone, it's because they're a friend or a family member that's it exactly they don't do it to strangers it's not because we always look mean when we're just sitting here with a straight face that's just our face i mean exactly uh, that, that's i just recently 100 with my brother and i'm so straight faced and i was like but that's how the russians look like everyone tells me all the time you look angry no it's because this is how we're and then think about it if you look at back at your your adoptive photos i'm not joking in the orphanage are you smiling your answer is going to be no like, yeah, no, I, and honestly, I hate to say this, Russian children are way more disciplined than American children. Uh, when I was on a plane to Russia back when I took that trip, you know, and during college, um, all the crying kids on the plane were Americans. And oh. <laughs> I hate to say that because I was sitting next to this Russian couple and they were just like going back and forth with each other like, all you know these americans they don't know how to raise kids they're so undisciplined and you know but russians are interesting people but they are very hospitable people that's for sure and that's what i was gonna share about so my birth brother dennis he was like what's your address and i'm thinking okay this is a little weird but then come to find out almost for like in the first year ever like the first month he sent me all this stuff and I was so excited because you got to go to the post office and he was like, oh, you can go to the post office. And it was like legit. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, to get, sending me all this stuff to get a package I mean, from Russia. Package. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much stuff from Russia. And so I think it was really cool because when they when Russians say family is family, um, like I remember Dennis and Alexi, it didn't matter if I was half or full. They were like your family. Yeah, family and is family. So, if, even if you're like a third cousin, doesn't matter. You're like a brother or it sister doesn't matter. immediately. It's, it's, you're just family to them. Yeah. And, and so, that's, I love that about the Russian culture and the Russian people. And, you know, I've spoken to my adoptive mom about this a couple of times. I said, you know, I think it's kind of sad that at least, you know, I'm just talking about my family, but you know, how many times a year do you talk to your uncle and aunt? It's like, oh yeah, whenever I see him, someone getting married or someone died. And I know that sounds really mean, but it's like, you shouldn't be, I don't know. Family is supposed to be important. And obviously that's, exactly. a, whole, that's a whole nother topic that we're not going to discuss, but yeah, exactly. that, we're talking about adoption, not family drama and whatever. But um, <laughs> so back to your story again. Um, so you mentioned that um, you, you know, your parents were excited about the information. You still love sharing about it. Um, let's kind of rewind a little bit and talk about your um, adopted uh, parents for a little bit. Let's talk about maybe did they ever tell you why 
they wanted to adopt a child the um what made them go to saint petersburg um what age you know i mean i think oh, you already said the age sorry three two two three three yeah it was like about almost four almost four okay close enough <laughs> yep um so let's talk about your adoptive uh, family share whatever you're comfortable with just to kind of get a little more background story about you what were you like as a kid let's go let's, oh, gosh. let's get into the funny funny stories yeah the details <laughs> so actually this makes me cry a little bit but um it's the fact of you david you already know who ron stoddard is and just the fact of my very, parents very great guy very yeah, great guy he, he showed a video of me to them and so he was like i have a video of a little girl they didn't want anybody um i don't know they were like let's do between the ages of like three and i don't know three and seven so he played some videos and i remember like i was sitting in his lap and the second my parents saw me as they were just like all right she's the one and it was it was pretty amazing the fact of when they first saw me they were like this is the one it's and... so it's so awesome and powerful how you ask a lot of adoptive parents and they will tell you straight right away yeah when, when we saw you you were ours that's it done yeah and immediately so... nothing's going to change that like full parent protection mode kicks in immediately exactly. like that's my child get him on a plane right now <laughs> yeah and it, it was cool because there's still the pictures of me that when he showed them they're still on the fridge downstairs to this day but um it's really neat the fact of you know having you know it i know for some people can be confusing oh you know this is you know with birth family and adoptive parents you know between the two it can be very confusing because again i've said it can be an identity issue and i've been very lucky in the sense of i have a good relationship with my adoptive parents i was a very easygoing kid um of course i was whiny but like we were talking about with um still are. Time, yeah still i'm are. just kidding I guess I'm just still kidding. Whiny. <laughs> um so i was very fortunate to not um have too much trauma growing up i actually my i actually had a very good relationship with my adoptive parents growing up and i was a very overall happy kid i was definitely had a good life growing up and i mean i it was you know i was always like again we'll, we'll kind of go back to the beginning i was always told i was adopted but i never fully understood it until again i was older and then i realized oh wow like this yeah. makes more sense and what happened and why i got refused in the hospital and um so so i'm gonna ask a deep question all right sure. um what do you think your life would have been like if you were never adopted i actually you know what's funny david is i tell people this all the time but I've had this conversation with a few people recently and um if I hadn't been adopted I think I would have been on the streets I most likely would have gone into drinking and there's a very good chance I would have gone into I I'm sorry I'm going to say the word but I would have probably gotten into prostitution who knows what would have Whoa. happened with me Okay that's <laughs> that's well there's a first for everything on this podcast but hey 
people like your honesty. So yep. I appreciate and that. So, but and drink, I mean, it's just unfortunately drugs and drinking were, you know, it's, it's very, but, very common. I mean, I think it's what's the age when the orphanages, uh, isn't it six? I think it is 16. They basically say you can no longer stay here and two thirds of them end up drinking drugs, prostitution. Yeah. It's not a good outcome. So no, it's really sad. It is. But the fact that you were given that second chance, that's, you know, that's why you're here and that's why we're here to talk about it. And, you know, being adopted is, it's not something that goes away. It's nope. a part, it's a part of you for the rest of your life. It is. And some people are more you know more affected than others there are also serious concerns about uh medical information and we can talk about that next um did you were you ever bothered by the fact that you didn't know family medical history so yes that was a big factor for me that even still to this day now having 23 me does help but it's not you know that's not a guaranteed thing i mean you can't put your trust in the internet you know but actually that was a big issue i was cross-eyed when i first came severely yep me um, too me too i had parasites from the orphanage because i don't know if it was the food or water or um but it definitely affected me so i was delayed um and then i was very small i was only 20 pounds when i was three years old so Definitely, I had, unfortunately, I definitely had some health issues growing up, which I definitely had to overcome. Um, so even, I remember when I was younger and stuff, I was like, well, I wonder what my, you know, my if my family had anything. Um, and then even like when I was 18, I, would, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna get my blood work checked to make sure that nothing's out of the ordinary or, um, and then with 23 in me, it actually, some of it, it, I mean, most of it, it's pretty accurate. So it does kind of give you that closure. Um, I try to talk to Dennis, but because of the Russian and the English, you know, the translation is a little bit harder. From what it sounds like, the health was okay. It, he didn't like go into detail about like what genetically is passed down or anything. So that's still always gonna be questionable. But I mean, that was definitely, with the health stuff yeah that was a big question for me for sure right yeah and i know you and i were just talking about this last week um how i'm currently undergoing the treatment for um h pylori yeah which is uh is a very common as my doctor you know i didn't even know i had this my whole life it's a very common bacteria that you get from being born abroad that's basically what my doctor told me it's very common for people not from the u.s and Luckily, the antibiotics wipe out your system, but you're going to, you know, hate your body for two weeks <laughs> until it's <laughs> over with. But um, I had it too, so you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Apparently, a lot of people have gone through that fun experience where they become best friends with their bathroom. So yep. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So let's um, let's talk about your Russian family a little bit. You talked about your half siblings, your biological mother. Did you make any contacts with anyone else? Cousins, grandparents, uncles, aunts, so anyone I on the cannot... father's side or? No. Oh. So I cannot seem to find anyone on my father's side. Like I, I'm not quite sure. Like, all right, again, on the Russian papers, I think, I don't know if you noticed, but the names can be made up. 
So my brother and I had a conversation about this where he said that the birth father's name was fiction. So basically there's a very possible chance. I don't know the situation again with my birth mom. So I don't know if she just didn't want me to know who he was or I, I don't quite understand the whole, I don't quite understand the details. And I'm just kind of like, I am so questionable about that. Like I would kind of like to see, because then I might have cousins and, you know, aunts and all that on that. Well, I mean, side. have you ever, have you ever thought about asking your sibling, uh, Dennis, um, you know, Hey, do you, do you know any cousins who's any aunts or uncles? I'm sure he probably would know something about at least what happened to like his grandmother or so my grandmother passed away, both my okay. grandmother and grandfather. Okay. Um, my my birth mom was an only child. Oh. So. Small family. Okay. Yeah, it's well, very small. So okay. that's why I was like, I'm curious of if my birth father's is bigger or not, or just you know, it's always again that questionable. Yeah, that definitely that's challenging, especially if the biological mother or a lot of her relatives are not around anymore because. Who else would know the guy that you know was your biological father so that's that's definitely difficult i can see why that's going to be challenging to try to dig up any information um so ha i assume you haven't been back to russia is that correct i have not unfortunately i would love to go um, you would love to go okay. i would absolutely love to go because again it for me being from another country, it would bring some closure and I can say, hey, this is where I was born. Like I was in Russia for four years, my first four years of life. Do you have That's any memories of Russia? I unfortunately do not. Okay. Um, no, I unfortunately, it's everyone, even people ask me, did I do have memories? And I said, no, I don't, unfortunately. Just the pictures, there were a lot of pictures, so I kind of just go based off that. I mean, in pictures, I look happy, who knows, like... Maybe you were forced, <laughs> we don't know, yeah. No, I'm We kidding. don't know. <laughs> um, so if you were to travel back to Russia, what are some things you'd want to see? Well, if the hospital was still there, I would absolutely love to see where I was born. Um, I hear St. Petersburg is an absolute beautiful city, and so it's yes. historical. It's it, it is the uh, not yeah World War Two, the history uh, yep. defending Stalingrad. Uh, yep. it was where the beloved president of Russia was the deputy mayor of St. Petersburg, I believe, and then was a KGB officer in East Germany. And then when the Berlin Wall collapsed, he probably went home and cried about it. And now that he's president. He wants to try to reunite the whole entire Soviet Union, and we all know how that's going. So that's yep. a different that's a different story. But <laughs> um, anyway, so you'd see the hospital. You'd want to go see your orphanage. Yeah, um, and then I would love to see. You know, I mean, if I I still have the address on my papers of where my birth mom, where she first lived. So you could, that, yeah, you could potentially go there and maybe ask neighbors. Maybe some of the older yeah. neighbors may know who your biological mother was and could talk about what she was like. At least that could give you some sense of what type of person she was. Yeah. So I think that would be really cool to go see for sure to um, just kind of see where she came from and everything. And I mean, I, I would love to go see where I came from. Now, so... We talked about a lot of positives, 
mostly about adoption and your story and everything. A few negatives, you know, being some family members are no longer around to get answers from. Is there anything in particular about being adopted that has affected you to a point that you have a little bit of resentment about it? Meaning so... that you blame maybe, you know, well, if I wasn't adopted, you know, I wouldn't have this problem. Because lately it seems that, and you know, correct me if you feel differently, but you know, over the last 10 years we've been talking, right? How many times do you think we've been asked by someone writing a paper about adopted children and they want to know if we have health problems. They want to know if we have anxiety. Do we want to know if we feel abandoned? Do we have identity issues? People like to, it seems people like to study people who are adopted. And I'm just curious what your take is about all that. So there's actually, I was having a conversation again with somebody about this today. And there is a lot of, unfortunately, there are negatives with adoption. Like I said, one of my issues is identity. I would like to know who my birth mom was. I do want to know what she was like. Do we look alike? Do we act alike? Um, so there are, and then another issue, I would definitely, I hate to say it is anxiety. Um, that's a big one. I know a lot of people that are adopted, look, I have anxiety and depression. I said, think about where we come from. We we come with a lot of baggage. I hate oh. to say it. I was going to say, Kelsey, don't try too hard to paint a picture over there. Jeez. But I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. But your comment is pretty spot on about anxiety. Uh, it's safe to say in the last 10 years, and just a little background, everyone, again, Kelsey and I have been chatting and getting to know each other for 10 years. She was one of the top five to 10 people that literally started and was on the Facebook group Russian Adoptees. And that grew to, I don't know how many members we have now, 2000 something. 2000, but, yeah. yeah, but she was one of the original people. I think she's like 004 or something. <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't know. But so... I mean, I feel like a lot of people have anxiety. I mean, anxiety is a big part of everyday life now. I think to an extent, it's safe to say most people have some form or have experienced some form of anxiety in their life. Now, do adopted children have more anxiety based on being relocated, based on maybe the lack of the mother's touch for the first few years? There's a lot of studies about that, and I will say I struggled a lot personally with anxiety years and years, and I didn't really know how to cope with it. It got worse, and, you know, I tried therapy out, and some therapists just wanted to obsess about adoption because they really believed that every rooted issue was all about my adoption, and I was, I mean, it's like you could tell them, you know, I why are you here today and it's like i don't know i'm gonna complain about the weather oh it's post it's it's because you're from russia yeah it makes sense it's like that, that, <laughs> no <laughs> the color blue is the color blue it's like it's not purple but um yeah. so what's your what's your take on you know anxiety you said that um it, it's affected you um how, to what extent did it affect you and how did you manage that if you're comfortable so... sharing them of yeah, uh, I'm going to also 
um, speaking on the negatives, I did want to share something which might help some people. Sure. Um, if they listen to this, one thing that I unfortunately, uh, because of me being malnourished and me being 20 pounds, I unfortunately have learning disabilities. And I hear it's not uncommon because of me being in the orphanage, me not getting the nutrients I needed. That can definitely that's been a huge weight in the sense of when when it comes to academics I would love to grow but at the same time it's definitely hard and of course having with the anxiety even to this day it, it's not easy again I talk to a therapist um, I try to talk to my friends who I can trust that can and also when you talk to each other like if you can talk to another adoptee and say hey do you have this how you know when you can relate to somebody it can take that burden off the chest like oh my gosh finally i feel relieved in the sense of somebody understands me and i'm not alone because with it yeah there are times i feel alone even with my anxiety we don't know what to do like we go to therapy we might get on medication but then we try to you know and then we don't know who to talk to and then I don't know sometimes you're going in circles and then you're kind of I know for me sometimes I'm going okay is it because I know it's my adoption and then you kind of start going back and you're trying to figure it all out and sometimes it's not exactly trying to figure it out it's finding the right person to talk to or like I don't yeah even a therapist or like me talking to David or I don't know that's an example (laughs) oh boy (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've been friends for 10 years, so no, don't even go there. (laughs) Okay. No, I know. I mean, who who else benefits from 2 a.m. calls from me? I mean, geez. Those those are always the best calls. We we got down and uh, talked about all the good good conversations. See, that's the benefit of having a adoptee friend when you are going through something. Yeah, you have you can get the weight off your chest. Exactly. And that's something that when you are growing up, especially in, uh, you know, your adoptive family, when it comes to issues that you think are, you know, adoption related or, hey, I'm going to go search for my birth family. I wish somebody out there could understand what I feel like right now because they don't. Uh, People who aren't adopted don't sometimes realize how much information that they get how much health information they get. Um, they get to sit across the table and look each other in the eyes and say, oh, look, you know, that's my mother's eyes. And for people who are adopted, like that's special stuff for us. Like the first time, you know, whenever an adoptee reconnected with their family and they saw a photograph of their sister or brother or mother or father for the first time, they just, you know, my experience was I just froze and looked at it for a long time. and. It's like, whoa, you know, it's like you're staring at a mirror and seeing yourself. And that kind of makes you just stop for a moment and question a lot of things. And as I get older, I mean, it gets more complicated as time goes by. And, you know, what I always tell people is don't let it don't let it don't let being adopted ruin yourself negatively because everyone has their own opinion, of course, but. I think adoption is beautiful. I think it's a good thing. Um, we, in some ways, most of us are better off in the United States. Some people might think differently and that's their experience and they have the right to have that opinion. But 
that's just my little two cents but back to kelsey because that's why we're here um so kelsey you obviously right now is not the best time to travel to russia due to the current political situation but how when do you hope to get over there five years from now asap oh, 10 years no i i mean next week I you want to book a flight next week <laughs> um yeah why not well, i'd love to go to russia in no time <laughs> <laughs> did you renew your passport your no, russian so passport i, have to, go, I okay. have to go to the dc embassy and i gotta like you know fill out all the information and i still have my original so i think it just comes yep. down to actually filling out the right. information and getting approved okay yep no, the, that's the two-step process it's the citizenship verification and then the actual passport itself but i'm sure you can accomplish that um so before we kind of wrap things up i'll let you kind of tell us about right now present day let's talk about kelsey today on april 10th what are you up to with your life what do you want to do what inspires you what do you like to do just tell us about yourself. So, I mean, how do I put it? All right. So, basically, a little bit about myself. Um, I work in a hospital. Nothing exciting. Um, I'm a patient care tech. I help people take care of them when they're really sick. And it, it can be fun. It's a learning experience. Um, I'm working on getting my EMT, emergency medical technician, sort of, um, basically my EMT card. Um, trying to get through the national registry though is just disastrous. So that's a whole nother process and that's another story for another day. Um, but I do horseback ride. Um, I did that, I've been doing that since I was 12 and that's very therapeutic. Um, so definitely find hobbies cause that definitely can help. I did violin for almost six years, which is one of the hardest instruments to play and I, I was able to accomplish it. Um, so that was pretty significant. I was homeschooled, which I know everyone's like gonna ask me, oh, did you have any friends? Like, did you isolate in your room all the time? No, I did have friends. I did go out. Do not worry. Um, no one's worrying, Kelsey. You have, pl <laughs> you have plenty of friends. We can, we know. And hey, if, um, all, if all else fails, you, at least you had me for 10 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then I'm, now a part of the Voice of Adoptees podcast, which is pretty awesome. This is a very big accomplishment. I think this That's is true. going to be able to help people in the long run when they can hear our own voices versus the media. I was sharing this in a meeting, but I said, when you're texting, the way the words come out, just it can be very you know, confusing. But then when you hear people's voices, it makes a big difference. It's like, it's eye-opening. You're like, oh it's, my gosh, yeah, somebody does understand me. You're hearing the raw emotion from people and they're actually passionate about what they're talking about and they're not making this stuff up. Like, you know, it, it, you text someone something. I mean, if I texted one of my good friends right now and said, hey, you know, I video chatted my birth mother and I'm about to have a breakdown because I have no idea what's happening. They're going to be like, um, sorry? <laughs> Question yeah, mark? exactly. So, and honestly, I wouldn't do that. I'd, you know, go to someone who was adopted right away and talk to them. I mean, you know, I just made a post on the Russian Adoptees Facebook page about talk to my birth mom tonight for three hours, and I'm still kind of a wreck over that. 
to be honest mm. it's it's uh it's crazy but that's my story will come one day i mean i know a lot of people have heard it heard it a million times but it's always progressing as most relationships do in life they progress whether it's for good or not times the answer on that so um, and always look at your adoption as a blessing even though we come with a lot of baggage and i hate saying it like that but i'm sorry it's true but at the same time we come with a lot of blessing and i know people are like oh well it's such a negative it's not um it's just it's obstacles we have to overcome but when you talk to the right people then it does make a difference in having the right relationships as well absolutely i agree 100% i think you nailed that uh last part beautifully by just reminding people that hey everyone has a story at the end of the day everyone has a story but rather than dwell on the past and dwell on the negative focus on the future focus on yourself and try to find any positivity that you can and maybe your story isn't as nice or pretty flowers as someone else's but and at the end of the day we're all human beings we all have to exist on this planet peacefully and that's just you know sometimes you have to take it a day at a time and i think we're learning that as we get older that our roots might have begun somewhere else but we are now at a different phase in life where we can be comfortable with who we are while we're still trying to figure out who we are but life is a lot life is literally a lifelong learning experience try to say that 20 times fast <laughs> but i i i strongly believe that um so is there any last comment you'd like to make kelsey before we wrap it up so yes i want to encourage any adoptee who hears this please do not be afraid to share your story i know it can be very scary being recorded and you might think you're being judged but if you think about it nobody has the right to judge you cuz we've all been through the same thing and that's why we're doing this is to help each other so please absolutely they, they, you will, I, i'm i'm far off from ever judging anyone i'll be the first person to admit that i've made a lot of mistakes and i believe me i've made a lot so and that's why we're doing this is to help each other and absolutely. help each other grow so and please that's that's what we plan to do yeah and if you want to you can go ahead and schedule with us do not be afraid um it's definitely a very good experience and i think this is going to grow in the years to come absolutely Well, Kelsey, it's been a pleasure having you on tonight as always. I'm sure we're going to see you again soon. Um for everyone listening, that was episode number 2 and we're only on the first week of existence of as a podcast. We're finally approved on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Google Podcasts as well as Amazons as well. So, that's that. Thanks for tuning in and stopping by. We really appreciate it. I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope that it was meaningful. And I hope that you spend some time to really reflect on yourself, reflect on your friends, and especially reflect on your adoption story. It's a part of you. It's never going to go away. 
and you might as well figure it out now because it will be with you forever. Thanks again for stopping by, and as always, remember, if you want to be interviewed and share your story with us, visit us at www.voiceofadoptees.com. Voice of Adoptees. Who am I? <laughs>